My heart skips skipping the beat. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, folks. We're excited to have you listening to the podcast. But truly, if you ever have any suicidal thoughts, David and myself would prefer that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. They're they're honestly incredible. They really reach out and uh, give honest, insightful advice. Thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. We want you to stay with us, and we love you. Thank you. I am never the one to start the podcast because we always, leading into starting recording, Hampton and I are like, oh, should we start? And like, yeah. And then Hampton just goes, bow, wow, 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 wow. What's up? Yeah. Welcome to the fuckcast. I'm Hampton. You're on the Stank Network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the, the shit network. Despite all my Dave, I'm still just Dave in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, caller, you're on the air. This is such a garbage show. This would show. actually be the best way to start. Let's just use this. Because it's like, I wanted to... We, we have, already started. This yeah, is, I know. We're using it. <laughs> we have in the studio with us uh, Missy Martinez. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry <laughs> Welcome. for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank wow. you, thank you. It really fits the tone to just apologize right away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. By the way, this is Suicide Buddies. Uh, we talk about suicide in history and suicidal thoughts in our lives. And joke around about it because it's fucking, fucking funny, dude. I'm, I'm <laughs> chill. I'm going to fit right in. Super chill. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, reason I, the reason I brought that up is like, yeah, uh, Missy works in adult film, and it's like I just worried that like you know it's like radio. It, morning radio is so like we got Missy Martinez here for the oh I know the fart calls. Oh, We're I gonna see. take totally callers. She's gonna fart on you <laughs> through the phone. So you heard that interview. <laughs> I used to be a radio DJ at one of those radio stations, and I remember stuff would happen. Like, I would come in in the morning, and the DJs. It's funny because the DJs were so, like, they're still some of my best friends on earth. Down to really? earth, cool people. Dude, Whoa. great people. And I would be like, what do you got going on today? And they'd be like, oh, man, Ron Jeremy's coming through, and uh, Stormy Daniels, and we have two little people and a donkey. And I'm like, all right. Great. Uh, <laughs> I like that that's <laughs> how you both talk to each other. Is, hey, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Hey, not much, man. What's <laughs> And then the mic goes off, and we're like, hey, yeah. You have like an un- <laughs> un- unnaturally gifted for radio voice. Thank you. Also, face. <laughs> also, also, you have a great strip club DJ voice. Sexy Sadie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So there's always a fallback, Dave. Yes. For this booming. No, yeah, no, you're the first people to ever say this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying for when this 
incredibly booming comedy career finally bottoms out. Yeah, it's That's totally, the- <laughs> yeah. I'm at the top of my industry right now. Uh, Missy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. We have been Twitter friends for a long time. Like, a, like too long. Yeah. It's like, like weird now. Literally like four years, yeah. I want to say, and we've never met. It's no, cool. never. Yeah. Yeah, who meets anyone from Twitter? <laughs> That's awful. This is awful. <laughs> I'll tell you, Jake Weissman does. Uh, he's very good at it. Uh, Are you outing him? I'm outing him as a person who meets people on Twitter, yeah. yeah I had to, to like, sure, like... Other people do that. A lot of people yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But I That's always true. was like... I always thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jake gave me a little speech about how, like, no, man, people meet on the internet and it's normal now. And I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. And he literally told me, he was like, you should be friends with Missy Martinez because she's really funny. Yay! Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I think I'm the only person that talks about cum as much as he does. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think he still talks is, about cum more than you, yeah. even though you're a porn actress. And Dave's never <laughs> cum, so he's such, he's such a fraud. I don't even know what cum is, or women. <laughs> I did want to be like, uh, like temple my fingers and be like, so Missy, what is sex? <laughs> uh, describe it. What do you? We were talking about this uh, before recording too. What do you prefer to be called? Is it porn actor, adult film star? Uh, what? Usually, I just answer to whore. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, there's different monikers. Mattress actress is, is a fun one because it rhymes. Uh, but just porn star, adult actress. Um, I feel like you can't be called a porn star unless you pay your bills. Just Strictly by shooting. That's literally why I asked. It's not because of the word porn. It's because of the word star. Yeah. <laughs> do you really consider yourself a star? It's like, funny. Yeah, like, it's kind of like undeniable ego. Yeah. So I just go by porn mammal. Porn, porn mammal. mammal. Porn mammal. Dude, porn I think lady. That, that's my favorite bloodhound gang record. <laughs> I just want to say right at the top, everybody should follow Missy on Twitter. It's yeah, at Missy Martinez, right? Very, very at Missy funny. X Martinez. Missy X Martinez, yeah. right. Because... You're, she's so funny. Yeah. It's so many uh, crazy <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Come, but also a lot of death. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of death jokes. I Fans like, of Suicide Buddies will like it a lot. I, I was thinking about this, and it's like, it's such a funny, like, use of Twitter to just, if you're in porn, to, like, you know, you can always take a photo of almost anything yeah. and be like, uh, you take a photo of, like, a bowl of chili, it's like, looks like my asshole. <laughs> like, take a photo of, like, the Eiffel Tower, it looks like my asshole. <laughs> Shot a new scene today. <laughs> yeah. You can always be funny with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I tweet about my asshole a lot, like, a lot, a That's lot. That's true. It's, it's larger than life, but to be physically fair, and metaphorically. That, that's also, like, every comic. <laughs> like, we can't stop talking about our assholes. That's true. It's fucking weird how similar the the content of comedians and porn stars mm-hmm. seem to be. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, if I can make a quick point on that, like, say, uh, I knew a comic who recorded an album recently, and they had to, like, just consider, like, what material to do because they knew, like, their their family, who was very conservative, would hear it. And, like, you know, kind of, like, ruin part of their social orbit because then that's something... You know, that's going to affect. Right. Totally. Oh, man. I mean, I'm friends with a few porn stars Mm -hmm. on Twitter now. uh, And I like there have been a few times I've just been laying in bed with girls (laughs) I'm dating and I'm just like scrolling through Twitter. And it's like so we're both kind of looking at it. And then I, you know, I come across a photo of you or another one of my friends just like putting a dildo (laughs) into your body, you know, or whatever. Uh, and they'll just look at me, and I'm like, "Yeah, I—they're a friend of mine." 
<laughs> Dave, Dave, you should double down and be like, wow, Twitter is the only last free part of our country. Yeah, totally. Just take a super like yeah. nationalist. I just like, look right at her and I'm like, you can't take my guns? <laughs> <laughs> take away my dildos and my guns. <laughs> It's so funny, too, because with you, I'll be like, no, 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 she's so funny. And I'll go to your Twitter and be like, look at all her jokes. They're great. And all your jokes are just like, man, you have one joke about how every scene you do is double penetration because Jesus is inside you. Every scene I do is technically a DP because Jesus lives in my heart. That's really good. I like that you also really wanted to quote yourself completely. Yeah, I'm like, let's get this straight here, fuckers. don't fuck my For the record, will the record please read that back? Yes. You're it's just funny to be like, no, I follow this porn star because we're friends. And then I show them your tweets. And they're like, these tweets are fucking crazy, man. <laughs> this is, <laughs> you're a gross person. <laughs> anyway, have you ever tried to kill yourself? Yes. Wait, is that true? Yeah, oh, Dave. hella time. Hell time. I've, I've had super severe depression for 15 years. I'm on a slew of drugs, uh, some legal, some not legal. Really? And uh, yeah, it's something I struggle with daily. And that's kind of why I turned into comedy at like, because even before I like there was anyone listening or reading, um, it just it, it was really cathartic for me. Like if I can't laugh myself, yeah. I'm going to make other people laugh. Because sometimes <laughs> if you just smile once, like I didn't kill myself because I laughed one day. Sure, it's also yeah. because the human condition is super funny. Like let's be honest. It's like it's it's funny to have that kind of like frailty in life. Totally. Like it's like. It's relatable. Like I've, you know, I've been the fact there. That we're and it's all like, wired a certain way. Also, the fact that you just die is just <laughs> yeah. so crazy. Yeah, no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah, no matter what you do, you fucking die, folks. Unless you use Quip toothbrushes, okay. <laughs> we get into a <laughs> uh, get into a quick the stale jeans do make you live longer. So for fifteen years, that's about where you start yeah. counting. Yeah, that's where I noticed it. But it happened like at thirteen when I hit puberty and mm-hmm. all my new uh, hormones and brain mm-hmm. chemicals were introduced. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. suicide attempts, like cutting myself, you know the cliche girl thing. Uh, <laughs> pills, um, driving my car off a road, just really, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. very deliberate, violent things instead of like all oh. like trying. Would you say that? Those times you were trying to die or like it was more of a cry for help um, or both? It was 50-50. Sure. Um, sometimes yeah. it, would, yeah. th- it would be super overwhelming and I'm just like, I, this is the time I end it all. And then sometimes it's like, no, no, not at the last minute. But it's like too late. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I had to be resuscitated <laughs> and shit but like no that. But no matter which way you, you cut it, it's like you're dealing with like hardcore depression yeah. at the time. And wow. like a lot of self-hate. And I, I did that too, like driving my car very erratically mm-hmm. because it was like, I was out in the boonies of Virginia, and it's just like oh, the I roads kill my, are I kill so myself open. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> you, Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I died at VT, dude. I wish I was that cool. VT. <laughs> 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 no. I just got that joke. That's, That's crazy. That's where I went. Yeah. Where you I went. went to Virginia Tech. Yeah, I went to Virginia Tech, dude. Oh, and I think I just it was left. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did so many jokes where it's like, last thing I did before I left the campus was I just shoved a random Asian kid, and I'll just never know. I have a, I had a joke that uh, I've been, sh- I've been shot more times in the face than a Virginia Tech student. Wow, dude, I was so sad when that happened. And it's like, I mean, it was well, it was, everyone was. Uh, no, no, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just oh, putting you? it into context of like, it's, it's funny to me, you know, tragedy. But it's like when it happened, I literally was like calling friends and be like. And it's so stupid to be like, to just assume one of your friends, you know, who generally lives off campus would have been there, you know, but I was calling everyone, you know, like. 
but that's also how it happens. Right, that's how course. it happens, though. It's the yeah. people you never think are going to happen. It's going to happen to. That's who it happens to. That's, yeah. that's why, like, very early on, I was like, uh, just guns, like, I don't know, <laughs> became a talking point in my stand-up for a while. Did I tell you that I, um, a, like, one of my best friends in the world uh, was at the Jason Aldean concert? Where the shooting happened in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, fuck. He was on stage. He's Dan Ooh. Bilzerian? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Is that the guy? That's how I found out about it. He yeah. was just, he's like a social media star. He's Uh-oh. really fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, he, owned, you know, he owned goats. You know he, he owns goats. <laughs> That's the least of the shitty ones. He owns so like crazy. women. It was Logan Paul. Hey, what's up? I'm at the shooting. Exactly. It was like if. <laughs> what's up, family? All right, so totally hey, not lit right here. Now. There's like a lot of dead bodies. This is not lit. This is totally not chill. Uh, I don't. I don't really cry feel that emoji. great about these jokes. Cry face emoji. I don't know, dude. I mean, it's like I think it's a way of coping. No, yeah, absolutely, like, man. The horror of dude, like, literally, my shit. friend Matt. I uh, <laughs> when I found out about it, I know he lives in Vegas, and so I hadn't talked to him probably in two years. And he is there. He lives there with his wife and two or three kids now. And so I called him, and he didn't answer. And he called me back like ten minutes later, and I was like, "Hey, man, are all your people safe? Is everything okay?" And he was like, "Dude, we were fucking there. Oh my and, god!" And it was he and his wife work in country music radio. Whoa. And she left her job like two weeks before the concert happened. And he was like, dude, thank God that she left her job. Because if she hadn't left her job, oh my God. our entire family would have been there. The only reason Whoa. we were there is because we're friends with Jason Aldean. Oh so they're on stage. Shots start getting fired. And then he he told me like he just grabbed her and they ducked behind the stage. And then they ran and they get to a fence. And he was like, he's one of my friends who like, I, I feel like I... I have friends on either side of the masculinity spectrum as far as men go. Most people I know in L.A. are people that are like they are like all about their own feelings and talk about it and stuff like that. Guys, buy there's the a, t-shirt. I was gonna say, there's a word. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's word. a word. Guys, yeah. buy, buy the feelings cowards. t-shirt. Yeah. Cowards. The new t-shirt is cowards. Yeah, buy our feelings t-shirt. So, Teespring.com slash suicide buddies dash feelings. You know, just give us money, please, God. Uh, I, <laughs> We're cucks, ultra cucks. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. He's like then, super masculine. He's not super masculine. He's he's also like a super sensitive dude, but he's more on the masculine side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when he talks about feelings, it's a little more masculine, and it's kind of, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I have those friends still too because I'm in the middle. And uh, I get it. You're cool. So he, <laughs> most of my friends from Fresno, that's where I met him, are like this. And so uh, he. He's like, yeah, dude. And so I get back there with my wife and my uh, this dude who I'd never met before. We like ripped this fence out of the ground and we're just sort of like helping women and children get through Damn. the fence. And then we sort of usher them out to it was near an airport and we get to this airplane hangar and we get in there, dude. And like there's people that are like covered in blood. There's oh, blood everywhere. Shit. People are sort of like really hurt and crying and freaking out and then this is why I said that stuff about masculinity he goes and I don't know dude it was like pretty fucked up I don't know I like I feel kind of weird <laughs> oh wow that's so weird and I was like yeah man why? it's okay to be traumatized why and he's like I don't think I'm traumatized but man I'm like I just had a boner the whole time. <laughs> I'm having the strangest boner right now. Dude, that's fucking insane. Yeah. That's so fucking brutal, man. It's it's definitely given, like, at least a thousand people PTSD. For sure, yeah. man. Like, there were 500 people there, and then the orbit around them yeah. of families and so, shit like that. It's just, like, horrific. 
Yeah, totally. So we should totally do another one of those uh, every month until America's uh, dead. (laughs) (laughs) Until everyone gets it. Until everyone really gets it, guys. It is so terrible how often it happens, dude. It's like women, the reason, Missy, that we know each other, I think is because of my old sketch group. Yes. Yes. Uh, R.I.P., you know. R.I.P., We have a sketch called Manifesto in which Jake Weissman (laughs) is planning a workplace shooting. And he doesn't go through with it. Because he forgets the bullets. <laughs> That's the sketch. Wow, comedy. Can I slip on and a banana peel? <laughs> yeah. But that sketch was supposed to come out on IFC.com. Uh, it was our, like, I think second season of shit with them. And they, it was supposed to be the first one we put out. And then there was a shooting. And we get this email from them. They're like, we need to delay putting this out because there was a shooting. <laughs> and then literally every week they emailed us and we're like, we need to delay this a week because there was a shooting. Yeah. And then at the end... They were like, we're not going to put this out because there are too many shootings. If that's your policy, you'll just never put yeah, it out. Yeah, there's no content anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, way to not address the situation yeah. at all. Way, yeah, it's way like, to take the most cowardly stance possible. Yeah, literally, we wrote the sketch because that <laughs> happens. Oh, man. Anyway, we've gotten a little off topic. I am, like, so curious about... So you started... How old were you when you first attempted suicide? What's funny is I said... Uh, have you attempted suicide as, as like a, a joke? Because <laughs> oh, like no. a really stark <laughs> difference between our stupid conversation, not expecting <laughs> you to have done it so much. I would, I would um, take, uh, yeah, like ca- caution to even ask most people. That. <laughs> well, for some reason, even though I just yeah, met yeah. Missy in person, I'm like pretty comfortable fun. that she's like one of us. Yeah, <laughs> we, bro- we bros. Don't worry, it was funny. Seriously, the first time I actively remember is I believe I was 16. I think I was 16. Wow. I think I was more pres- present of mind and more adult. Like, I have, I'm have, i in charge of my own feelings. I can do whatever I want while I'm in my mm-hmm. room watching reruns of Wayne's World just on a VHS <laughs> over and over and over again. That'll uh, kill anyone. Yeah. yeah um, and I have really bad OCD also. It's pretty under control with medication now, but I would get mm. hyper fixated on thoughts. So it would just play in my head, not Wayne's World, but um, the, uh, the <laughs> but suicide. That's part of the behavior. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the suicidal <laughs> thoughts would. And mm. uh, so it just got one day where I'm like, well, maybe I'm supposed to act on them. Maybe yeah. this is just how you know. Well, isn't yeah. that what depression, though, kind of is in the same sense? It's like the repeating of uh, self-hating thoughts, and it just eventually gives them validity because you're like, well, if I'm only thinking about this, yeah. it must be re- the reality. Yeah, absolutely. It becomes I, – I, I recently got on new medication, and I feel good now, and I didn't realize how much turmoil I was in just every day. Mm-hmm. Just like every day. It's like if you have appendicitis, I assume, mm-hmm. um, and then you get it taken out, like, oh, I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that big of a weight that wow. was lifted off of me. And then another thing that started happening was that I was um, – the depression was so bad, I was getting dissociative thoughts where I would look around, and I wasn't processing what I was seeing, like, almost like, for lack of a better term, I'm in the matrix. None mm. of this is yeah, real. No, yeah, totally, wow. totally. Yeah, so uh, I'm on a good medication for that now. And good. I'm very present and in the moment, and I'm happy if I wake up tomorrow. You know what? It it's really fucking sucks to, like, go th- through that and you're like, all of reality is the matrix. And then now scientists are like, maybe all of life is a simulation, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, Elon Musk, this isn't helping. This is making things way worse. Just give us flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah. Cool-ass flamethrowers. Yeah. Um, what like, literally, of... give us flamethrowers. He, you, he, can, he you... made flamethrowers. <laughs> he's, he's fucking hysterical. <laughs> he's crazy, dude. Yeah. He's, he's hysterical. He's I a... love that he called that 
cave diver a pedophile. That's the fucking funniest he's thing. The, yeah, man, he's a comedian. I know for it's. Sure. He, I know it's not. Elon cool. Musk and Kanye West are my two favorite comedians <laughs> on earth. I'm like, if you can't make dollar bets on who you think is a pedophile, I don't want to live in this country. <laughs> like that should be endorsed. Yeah, at the MGM, the MGM's going to have that at their sports bet place. <laughs> Sportsbets.com. Yeah, that's so funny, dude. All right, what's the over-under on Elon? Dude, I would have made, like, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars betting on Jared Fogle from Subway. Just every year, putting down money, and like, this guy's 100%. (laughs) (laughs) And then when it comes out, ching, ching, ching. Wow. Yeah, we got to do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's the solution. The final solution. There we Uh, go. Wow, what a segue. I wanted to ask because, uh, you know, I'm... I don't think you're either joking that it's like, you know, the medication mix must be kind of like intense maybe at this point. Yeah. Like what are the what are the legal ones you take? Oh, okay. you know, what are the pharmaceutical ones? <laughs> I was only ones? kind of joking about the illegal ones <laughs> unless you have any. Um uh I'm on uh, uh Zoloft, Lamictal, Neurontin, Vralar. Um mm. and th- those are just the the ones that aren't STD related. <laughs> But I'm on huge doses of all of them. And so I have to take really good care of my liver, which doesn't help because I drink a lot. But that also feeds into the depression because it's a depressant. Yeah, 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 it's absolutely. So for a while, I I was really self-medicating with alcohol because at first it makes you feel good. And then afterwards, the depression just seeps in so dark. And then you black out and you try to hurt yourself. Totally. The problem is also is like alcohol is one of the better always it feels because it just is so numbing. Yeah, it's instant. Yeah. It's so like, and it's also like a little painful. So you know you've done something wrong, and it's like a self fulfilling sure like prophecy. But like, so Zoloft is the only one that I really know of, like mm-hmm. how it really works yeah. and everything. And I mean, like, uh, is that a high dosage? Yeah, I'm I'm on uh, 200 milligrams of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest thing that the, the ironic part, I guess, is it kills my sex drive. Really? And in the line of work I'm in, that <laughs> kind of it's a bummer. It's kind that of a bummer. That becomes a bummer. Yeah. Interesting. Do you take it right when you're doing a scene? Yeah. <laughs> like snort it off just, a guy's dick? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Damn it. Fuck. Damn it. Fuck. Damn it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I take them all at night because it helps me sleep. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, if I take them during the day, I would just have no energy, falling asleep, almost like narcoleptic. Really? They knock you out? Yeah. Wow. Would so... You must have, like, kind of um, gotten into the medication, like, kind of later in life. Yeah, I was put on a bunch of stuff that didn't work when I was a teen, but it kept having to be changed uh, Mm. because, uh, you know, going through puberty and new stuff. It's insane. Yeah, it sucked. It really sucked. It's already hard enough, like, for a regular person. Like, I had a misdiagnosis of a thing that just made me freak out and everything, Mm -hmm. and it was like... You know, I didn't even consider, like, I was probably still going through puberty because <laughs> I was a late bloomer. But, I mean, it's like it's already – ha- It's already <laughs> – I'm actively going you, through puberty. You can see this. my mustache <laughs> grow. <laughs> but it's you like guys. it's it's hard enough yeah, for a regular person to figure out the the – the right dosage. And I do say regular prison because I feel a lot of people just already have depression. Yeah. And yeah. they just medicate, you know. A, a, a lot of people do. Oh, Yeah. I think a lot of people have no idea what depression is and just get drunk all the time and say to people like, I like to get drunk at night because I'm sad. 
Yeah. I'm like, you have depression. No, I don't. I just get drunk at night because I'm sad. Can you imagine how different Mad Men would be if he was medicated? Yeah. It would be a very different show. <laughs> totally. Um, but I've had some misdiagnosis uh, and things that changed. They were telling me I was schizophrenic. It's mm. like, no. I, well, I also have a seizure disorder. I forgot to say I have a seizure oh, wow. disorder, too. Oh, wow. So, so do you take Depakote? No, I, I'm on the Neurontin and the Lamectal for that. Oh, but, I see. But okay. And they're not like grand malls, no convulsing on I the see. floor. They're visual and auditory hallucinations. Whoa. Um, yeah, so I no, go, you're schizophrenic. Yeah, right? <laughs> so that's that's what that was. But it's wow. actually a hybrid seizure that they didn't know when I was young. So they're like, oh. That's fucked up. Yeah, so... I wow. Was, I was institutionalized. So it's like people telling you you're crazy. Yeah. It doesn't fucking help. No, God not damn, at all. That sucks. Yeah, especially, you know, growing up and that being my identity. Like, and I was homeschooled too. Ooh, I was homeschooled too. So religious? I was already. Uh, yeah, my parents were religious and <laughs> look how I turned out. Uh, <laughs> hey, look how I turned out. <laughs> yeah. I was religious. My parents were not religious and I'm fucked up, dude. <laughs> Moral of the story, my point you're just going to be fucked doesn't up. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but that, um, so I had a lot of things going against me, but, uh, I was actually had to be homeschooled, uh, not just cause of the religious purposes, but I was in and out of hospitals all the time. So my education was suffering because of it, but because of that, I became really awkward socially sure. and my, I played beanie babies with my brother up until I was 16. <laughs> so I'm, I'm cool. You guys want to fuck? That's your intro. Yeah, I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll play with beanie babies. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Oh, <laughs> uh, and then the uh, Princess Diana Beanie Baby. That's the forbidden yeah, play. Yeah, <laughs> it's on my it's on my wish list, guys. <laughs> Dude, I, it's just a tunnel. Growing up in like Redneck Virginia, like so many friends were like, um, like well into like yeah, fourteen or so. They're like, okay, we're on like a a hunt for Beanie Babies. McDonald's has Beanie Babies out, so we're gonna be hitting up like these 20 Whoa. McDonald's today and like go buy Beanie Baby see if they have so you hung out with ones. the losers mm. nah. <laughs> I, it, yeah, nothing no, no, no. makes sense I was cool and they're losers <laughs> they were the coolest kids at that private school <laughs> I do remember I remember people freaked out about Beanie Babies yeah like yeah, yeah. grown uh, grown up people would do that the yeah, thing you're saying, saying 14 year olds do it was kind of do? their parents because their parents just this is what it was me like they didn't have a lot of money so their whole thing was that they were going to go get the rare ones and eBay was just coming out uh, yeah yeah, right. I was like I'm an eBay seller like I'm good at this and right like, they'd make like you know a hundred bucks or some yeah. shit sure <laughs> Well, I'd like a hundred bucks, bucks dude. Hundred bucks. I like dollars. That's the most amount of money possible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at us. Well, I this... never laugh. <laughs> Join the Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> the, the things I have to do for money are just are just gross. For sure. Well, have you seen what we have to do for money? It's embarrassing. For we wads, have to of get cash. people to like us. Ugh. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I didn't have self-respect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, talk about like a dangerous field of work is with I think we talked about this on the Freddie Prince episode, but like comedy, it's like how are you gonna not make a generation of alcoholics where it's like the only payment is drink tickets? Dude, <laughs> there's no payment, there's no food tonight. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> make it a beer, it's more filling. <laughs> so you're saying uh homeschooled played Beanie Babies yeah. with your brother. Yeah. So you're really socially awkward. Yeah, I was socially awkward, but um, ever since I was young, I always try to make people laugh. And I would say uh, my, my dad had a very dry and dark sense of humor, so <laughs> I grew up kind of commenting on uh, what he would say and and, imita- and saying it in public. Like, whenever... Um, 
I had to go to the bathroom, I would say, I'm going to go see a man about a horse. <laughs> and so I'm eight years old saying that. And that kind of defines... That's so dad. It's such that's, a dad thing to say. I'm going to see a man about a horse. <laughs> I'm going to pour, my... pour liquid out of my dick. <laughs> I wasn't like that. When I was eight, I would just look up at whoever was there and say, I'm going to take a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go make yellow cum. (laughs) It's not supposed to be yellow? Not supposed to be. Whoa, I'm dying. (laughs) Big reveal. No, cum is white and pee is yellow, right? (laughs) Wait. I always forget this one. <laughs> where he does, is yellow. <laughs> where, does red, where does red come in? Uh, red. Oh, red. Wait. Cum is red. Yeah, right? cum is red. should be and red. Blood is white. Yeah. <laughs> and pee is I'm yellow. I'm bleeding. <laughs> no, I'm bleeding. I'm coming. I'm coming. I always bleed when I shit. Damn, dude. This is, this is the this sketch. This is a fun group, podcast, guys. dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the sketch. Um, so. You went to see a man about a horse. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I always grew up trying to make people laugh, and uh, it, it works sometimes, doesn't work, but I'm like, if I can make one person laugh, fuck it. Sure, yeah, yeah I'm like, absolutely. It might, might make a difference in one person's day, whether they, you know, kill themselves or not, or think about killing themselves Hopefully, or kill someone else. I mean, literally, you're on the right podcast for that. <laughs> We're hoping that dark jokes will help people out. Yeah. Uh, I also feel like there's something really, uh, like, pure about trying to make somebody in the regular world just laugh like if you're at the bank and you like just decide to kind totally. of turn on the the, ch- the charm or whatever the like being funny gene it's so fun and then you just make them laugh or something and then you're like I don't I don't think you really change that person's day per se but I think it makes the world a little bit of a better <laughs> yeah Man, I still remember the first big laugh I got in my entire life with people <laughs> I don't know it was a Spanish final I think I was a junior in college and um, it was in a huge lecture hall. There were probably like 300 people in there. And the proctor like gave the speech about everything we had to do. And they're like, all right, get started. Open your test books. I opened it up. And I said very audibly, I was like, what the fuck? This is in English. <laughs> <laughs> Still good, dude. And then the whole, f- the whole crowd laughed. <laughs> but the problem is that it was my first laugh. And I was so excited about making the entire lecture hall laugh. That then, after they were done <laughs> laughing, the whole room could hear me going, <laughs> <laughs> and all the people around me were like, "What the fuck?" Dude? Started having a power seizure. <laughs> I was like, "You're yeah, so funny." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was so lame. <laughs> um, how do you deal with um uh, like? <laughs> that was a very yeah, quick no, shit. I was just thinking of like, how are you having that kind of seizure and like out of your body like sort of experience? It's like, how do you like deal with that? Well, they happened a lot when I was younger, so I don't really remember them a lot. And uh, I would be post-dictal, excuse me, now I'm a different kind, but I'd be uh, (laughs) post-dictal afterwards where I would sleep for a few days. Uh Whoa. I would sleep for a few days afterwards because your brain is basically just resetting. It's a hard reset where you have to take a little... little, uh, safety pin and That's do the amazing. back. Uh, but I don't really remember them, but I remember when it would happen in public and usually it would happen after like big emotions. If I was extremely upset, That's extremely disappointed, extremely sad. Yeah, it's so weird. Like I think it's like, I don't know, definitely the brain's work in, uh I wanted to say almost like computer-like, but I think there's just certain like triggers and things that start activating, setting things in motion. And sure. one is like heightened emotion or yeah. like uh, mental activity. Like suddenly it's like your brain's like, what the fuck's happening? Shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. You yeah. know, like 
It's just like my car. <laughs> oh my god. My, <laughs> just Jesus like my Christ. dick. <laughs> just like my god dick. Anyway, I didn't really have much of a point. Yeah. <laughs> that was very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a helping podcast. Um but now so you, I guess I didn't realize you don't have seizures anymore, really, because of the medicine yes, that you're on? Yes, it's been heavily con- uh, uh, heavily regulated and controlled. Uh, there's still that fear sometimes. If I drink a lot, like when I was going mm-hmm. through really bad depression, uh, I would I would drink to the point where my medication wouldn't work anymore. Yeah. So, oh, wow. So it would just break through, and then Whoa. that would happen. So that was late 20s, and I just turned 32. Oh, my God, I'm so old. <laughs> Hey, I'm 35. This is the aging podcast. I'm 34. <laughs> I'm dying. We're all dying. We're dead. We're dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you should just end it all. End all the all podcasts. I'm dead. dead. I think it's great that you, I mean, was it you that addressed this or was it your parents? You know what I mean? Like a lot of people won't take the steps of like going to a psychiatrist and getting medication. Um, was it you that made that decision? My parents noticed from a young age that mm-hmm. something wasn't right. Yeah, sure. I would uh, get medically, really yeah. medically. Yeah, medically. Something's yeah. not right. Yeah, it's just like something's definitely happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would when I was little and I would get uh, really overwhelmed. I would start banging my head against walls. Whoa! So it was like there's little dude, cute. You're, good. <laughs> yeah. you're like Wesley Wiles. Yeah. Like metal, dude. I'm really metal. <laughs> Gigi Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like something's not right. And then they, I had all these EEGs done and stuff. And then they're like, well, we'll keep an eye on it because there was nothing really at that time that they could yeah, uh, yeah could really i diagnose until i got older and then i'm like something's not right here right right yeah. yeah and then so i was vocal about that and i did lots of therapy i still go to therapy see my psychiatrist my psychologist and i'm very active in taking steps for my mental health even if it's something small you know like a coloring book like mm-hmm. coloring books zen me the fuck out really yeah <laughs> my That's girlfriend cool. does that it's so weird are they the adult ones that yeah, are like the adult more one. complicated like uh intricate uh, yeah i have one of vaginas too <laughs> Oh, nice. Uh, I ran out of salmon pink really quick. I ran out of blood. (laughs) The yellow one. The yellow one. The yellow one. That's blood. (laughs) My blood is yellow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the sketch is, but a guy like bleeding out in front of a doctor. I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) Doc, you got to put my cum back in. (laughs) Doc. Just put it in your mouth. Just put it back in. (laughs) The doctor looks all fucked up, and then the end of the sketch is like, the doctor turns to another doctor and is like, wow, that guy was covered in cum. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, LOL. R O R. So how long now has it been since, like, I mean, obviously you still deal with depression. Yeah. We all know that it's something when you have it, you have it. Yeah. Um, but how long has it been since, I guess since you attempted suicide? Beginning of the year. Whoa. Beginning of the year. Earlier today, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. In the parking lot. Uh, yeah, earlier earlier this year. And wow. uh, I did a, um, whatchamacallit, a... What is it? Leaving Las Vegas. Oh. Like, just try to... Bender? Just, yeah, just try to drink myself to death. Bender. Wow. Shit, that sucks. Yeah. Sorry. Did Man, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was still so pervasive. Yeah, it's... Uh, but now, yeah, it's good. I've had... The past three months have been absolutely amazing. I, I'm happy to wake up in the morning. And and even... Uh, what the funny thing is, after I would kill myself and I was quiet on Twitter for two days, I would be back on on the third day, just huh. talking about my asshole, put some dicks in it, lol. <laughs> And you can't stop being you. I Come guess, on. You That's never going to stop. You can stop. never kill your spirit. You never... <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes it's just better to like kind of, I know it's fresh and it's raw, but it's also like you have to deal with it. Like the worst yeah. thing would be to not in, in any way address it, you know, and just yeah. like hide it. You know, it would just compound on itself. Yeah. I've accepted that it's a part of me. 
but it does not define me. Yeah. yeah. For a while, it was my whole identity. Oh, I'm just a depressed girl. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's like, nah, I have depression, but it don't have me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a good attitude. Man, I. It's so funny. I. I had no idea when we asked you to be on the show, and really when you reached out to us about doing the show, which I'm so happy you did, uh, that you had so much experience with it. I didn't even know I what had no, porn was. I was yeah. just like, <laughs> you're going to have some internet time tonight. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, this girl is so funny and has sex on camera, so definitely has an interesting perspective <laughs> yeah. about life. Uh, let's talk about it, but wow. I'd say it's I'm pro- so fascinated. I hope. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you're doing well right now. Yeah, I am. I hope you continue to, you know, stay with us. Yeah. I uh, I don't want to go anywhere. Honestly, it it reminds me that I probably need to figure out some sort of medication. (laughs) Yeah, I never have. That's the one thing I've always been, like, really wary of. And it's totally – what's so ironic about it, I think about this, too, is it's my own anxiety of it taking over my life and me Mm -hmm. not being able to deal with it because I – I mean – I have a bunch of friends who have stories of on their way to finding the cocktail of drugs that they need. It was just so difficult. Yeah. And mm. like having panic attacks because they are on the wrong anxiety medication mm-hmm. and then they can't get off the medication because they have to take they have to get on an antidepressant first yeah, so yeah. they don't have a bunch of suicidal thoughts. Yeah, but then also most of those people are doing really, really well now that they figured it out. And also, that's not everyone's story. Yeah, good True. for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I just scares it out. me. But cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's the fucking shitty part. Also, of like figuring out the right chemical mixtures. A lot of times, you just you can't drink. Like they're like, right. got to be sober, I guess, for this to work and shit. But you know, are you supposed to not a, drink a modicum on your stuff? You can drink like a beer. Yeah, you you can have, like, a little. Uh, but it, the reason why you can't drink is not that it doesn't make the medication work unless you excessively drink. Uh, it's because of the damage to your liver. Oh, I so see. So I'm, I'm on a bunch of, like, uh, liver supplements and stuff. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, I'm going to drink a Diet Coke so I can eat this cake. <laughs> sure. It's the same rationale. Sure, okay. But it makes me feel better. Let's all drink more water. Let's all drink more water. I mean, I don't have a water. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Dave dehydrates and dies instantly. Man, Missy, thank you so much for doing the thank show. Thank you for having me, guys. This is yeah, so this wonderful. Is I'm like so over much. the moon that I finally got to meet yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on. It's been I, years. I've got my feet on the ground, dude. I'm pretty. I'm over the it. moon. I'm over the hill. <laughs> sorry, sorry for how sticky I am. Oh, that's okay. I haven't showered in weeks. <laughs> weeks. Weeks. Bro. Um, we uh will be back after the break. Just Hampton and I. I'm so sorry, Missy. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, this week I'm you going can to be. Get out. Doing, we're going to be doing more suicide attempts. Yeah, like that attempt. This episode. is the this is the Hamptons mind blowers. This is, <laughs> yeah, totally. We do these episodes just because Hampton goes. What? Whoa! I'm, just, I'm easily you know baffled. <laughs> yeah. Well, me too. Uh, we'll be right back. Thanks. All right. You know what, Dave? I've What's been... up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Quip ads? Uh, Quip. I... 
I, I I like recording here a little bit because uh, after this, I'm going to go to Chili John's. Oh, yeah. Guy Fieri approved. Yeah, we uh, we forgot to talk about it first half. We are recording first ever episode of Suicide Buddies. We're recording from the Starburn studio. Yeah, that's why it sounds good for once. Yeah. And you don't hear JoJo killing birds and barfing <laughs> in front of us while we record. And here, But the one bummer is... Um, Aristotle, because we were at this studio, Aristotle is not the one recording. Yeah. He's in the other room. I can see him. Barely. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I like it when Aristotle's it, Aristotle, in view. If you want to come in, Aristotle, and come just in. sit here and laugh. That would be great. We need your laughter. Um, I miss it. Also, you make the show sound very good. I didn't like what Hampton said just then. That wasn't nice of him. Oh, that too. Yeah, I yeah. also admire your professionalism. Yeah. And your handsome boy, I feel like that was really features. fucking mean, Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I savaged him. Yeah, you really, uh, yeah, you took him down. Dude, Owned, dude. I just want to give a shout out. You just to, got dragged. To Chili John's because they got good chili, but maybe the worst service They got I've better ever John's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Missy would have liked that joke. Fuck it. Dude, that, that chili looks like my asshole. But <laughs> Boom. 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 And they have a big Guy Fieri em- emblem on the wall. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast yeah. and leaving reviews on iTunes oh. and rating and stuff. We uh, There are, like, so many now. Please w- keep doing it. It I all helps. I to read a review, actually, that just got oh. left. Oh, really? um, yeah, yeah. Just give me one oh, second while I – if the Wi-Fi go. is good here. No, no. It's so good. Oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every now and then I'll go through and read them. And there are so many nice reviews. And one out of every hundred is someone just being like, man, fuck these people. <laughs> and it's it's yeah. hard to not focus on that. But there's so many, so many nice – Things people have said. I like this Thank one. You. Uh, suicide at work is the name of the review. I never thought listening to stories about suicides while I'm at work would be a smart idea. Surprisingly, I get more done. <laughs> I started keeping a list of episodes I love the most. Unfortunately, I labeled it favorite suicides, and it's causing a coworker to give me side eye. <laughs> I hope you guys uh, keep this going for a long time. Uh, she left her name, and then Blacksburg, Virginia. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which is where... Is that where you're from? That's the VT shit. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, thank you to you, whoever <laughs> left that uh, yeah. review. And yeah, really thank nice. you all for reviewing. Uh, it helps so much. So thanks a lot. Um, if you have suicides you want to suggest to us or just anything you want to say, email us, buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com. Yeah, I forgot to give a shout out to who actually suggested it, but the last episode we did, the uh, Willard uh, Hirschberger, yeah. the major league uh, catcher, uh, somebody had suggested that. And it, oh, and they, the email. And awesome. they mentioned like where I could probably find like an article about it and everything, and it went from there. You know? Oh, wow. So that's great. so helpful. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, and this week we have a Patreon bonus episode coming out. So if you want more bullshit from us, Patreon, Patreon, yeah. Patreon. Our ba- the Patreon episodes are just so dark. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, do that. And uh, if you want to buy a Feelings T-shirt, that's another way to support the pod. But totally. I, and I know we're being a little ad salesman-y here, just coming off a commercial. But uh, you know, you got yeah, it. Yeah, well, we it. just yeah, we're pretty bad about it. We don't do it often enough. The last thing that we should say more that we don't say enough is. Uh, our theme song is a song by Coco Hames. Oh yeah, yeah. C O C O H A M E S. She very kindly gave it to us, and she she's the best. And we get like a ton of emails all the time. Dude. They're like, just who, what, what the fuck is <laughs> this? This is. So I somehow good. don't know how to download Shazam and find out <laughs> what, the, what this song is. I think people figure it out. Yeah, through we us have a lot by of hounding five-year-old listeners who don't know how to operate the internet. <laughs> All right, Hampton, you want to do some suicide attempts in history? 
Hey, Rolling Stones, when you play, when you play the Palladium, where can I get a soda? <laughs> That's a Todd Berry joke. I know. Yeah, I'm Todd Berry. You're Todd Berry. I'm Todd Berry. Um, all right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I could do this whole podcast. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, we're doing Ham- Hampton's Mind Blowers. But I'll do the whole thing uh, like I'm Todd Berry. All right, here we go. You feel okay? All right. <laughs> Serial rapist murderer Todd Berry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good impression, Dave. That's not real, right? Just... Is he a problematic <laughs> anymore? I don't know. They do. <laughs> they know. They know. Okay. Um, some of these, you, there's one of these I think you might know, but... Um, yeah, I mean, if you're like newer to the podcast, normally do a different suicide in history, someone who went through with it every week. But every now and then, this is our second episode doing this. We'll do people that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah, no, I love the last one you did. Dude. Attempted to commit suicide. Attempts to the people sequel that uh, you didn't expect. All Attempts right. to the quickening. Here we go. All right. Um. Okay, this woman in. February of 1981. What? Yeah, isn't that crazy? All right. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. I really, really enjoy hosting this show with my friend Hampton Yunt. Good friend. <laughs> Good friend of the podcast, Hampton Yunt. <laughs> we should call ourselves friend of the podcast. This is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're not friends. We're Aristotle didn't laugh at that. Podcast. I looked over at me. He wasn't fucking laughing. Yeah. So that's how you know it sucks. It drives me crazy, dude. Shit. I feel like I'm in a cage. We are in a cage. All right. Every podcast studio is a fucking cage. <laughs> um, in 1981, there was this woman who um, got engaged, uh, very publicly engaged to this man, and they were married uh, in July of 1981. Hmm. Hmm. And... There's this quote from him where he says something to the effect of, she had such faith in me in our marriage, and then by day two, that was gone. And then if Whoa. you, yeah, in interviews with her, um, she, was she like, says- She gone day one. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That apparently he, he sort of emotionally terrorized her. Right. Just not like, I'm not entirely sure the way in which, but it seemed like not like screaming or something, just like putting her down a lot, doing things like- like grabbing her stomach fat and being like, wow, you're getting a little fat here. You Dude, know? that's how you flirt. Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, Have you never learned the game? <laughs> like awful shit. And she ended that sounds up, awful. She ended up bulimic and just hating her relationship and trying her best to be there for this dude. And uh, You should she pinch sort his of... face back and just be like, eh, getting a little ugly here. <laughs> I'm getting a little too ugly in this. <laughs> wow, you just grab his face. You're like an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, burn. Seems like you're getting uh, to be like a really terrible person. Um, so, yeah, she went through some problems with bulimia and then started sort of feeling like he was cheating on her and then eventually caught him uh, talking to a woman on the phone. Don't do that ever. Uh, yeah. Bros, don't Telling do that. her that he loved her. Holy shit. Um, that sucks. So, like I said, they got married July 1981. In January of 1982, while Ooh. pregnant with her first child, she attempted to kill herself by throwing herself down the stairs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. While pregnant with this kid. Ooh. The kid was okay. And then throughout the rest of her marriage... She did four other things that some people call suicide attempts. She, in interviews, even says uh, that she was just trying to get his attention. 
So they could have been just cries for help, could have been suicide. Well, yeah, yeah. It's very lateral almost to a certain point. But she does say that when she threw herself down the stairs, she was trying to die. That's The other thing she did later where she cut her wrist with a razor. She cut her chest and thighs with a knife. She threw herself into a glass cabinet. Whoa. She cut herself with a lemon slicer. Maybe just like leave the car on in the garage with the door. Dude, down. so crazy, right? <laughs> I'm like, it's so easy to kill yourself. Anyway, that sucks. Her name is Princess Diana. What? Suck! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the Beanie Baby Lady. <laughs> the Rose of England. Yeah, dude, that what? fucking is it? God, that's fucking insane, dude. Maybe she killed herself. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> She hired that car to crash into her in the tunnel. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, man. And the kid that she was pregnant with when she threw herself down the stairs was Prince William. I mean, the man she was married to is Prince Charles. That's who we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. No no previous marriages. uh... Yeah. Wow. Right. And none of this came out. Oh, that's right. He cheated on her. Yes, he cheated on her. And uh, this all came out in a book God, called he, by Andrew Morton called Diana, Her True Story. And she, he apparently, when that book first came out, he, I don't remember exactly when it came out. It was later on in her life. And when it originally came out, he said he didn't talk to her much. All of the accounts were from her friends. But then she died. And not long after she died, he released a revision of the book calling it Diana, her true story in her own words. And it turned out he had talked to her a lot. And he just cited her as the source for a lot of this stuff. Wow. Yeah. And it was crazy. What? Wow. <laughs> when weird. this originally came out... Um, England freaked out. All these people yeah. were saying, that's bullshit. She's exaggerating. You know, all the stuff that is happening now. Mm-hmm. A bunch of dudes being assholes. But then there was also this whole thing about, like, how moral is it to release the inner workings of Buckingham Palace? This is their family life. We shouldn't talk about that. There was this whole True. discussion about if that's True. okay. That I mean, man, we really lost that conversation. Sure. Because now it's like, here's a photo <laughs> of Britney Spears' pussy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like totally. society really took a real turn for the dark. Yeah. As far as it's like, wow, if you've ever said anything publicly, we should be allowed to be as involved in your life as possible. Wow, man. So, like, a year into the royal. Wedding. Like July 1981 to January 1982 is six months. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, so it was immediate. That's probably why she did all of that like landmine like uh, charity work. She was just trying to like kill herself. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do, it in, do it in a real wily e. coyote kind of yeah, way. <laughs> totally. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't charity at all. What a fraud. I think the reason she did all the landmine work is because she she felt like her life up to that point was like walking through a minefield, you know? And she's not all my name. I'm still just a Dave and a Dave. I love that. Oh, man. We need to write that song. Well, we already did. We yeah. need to record it. We, got, we have a studio. We got in the studio one day, me and Dave, right? We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know. We didn't we know at the did time. Know. And we started laying down some tracks. Right, and Aristotle came up with an idea, and he said, "Why don't you make every other word of a po- already very popular song <laughs> Dave's name?" And, and I was like, "I'm not sure about this." We were this. off to the races. I'm not okay with it. But then we started recording, and it turns out I'm a megalomaniac. So I really enjoyed it. I'm all about peace and hitting my wife. <laughs> yeah, it was right after we wrote that song about how it goes. Um, um, 
Well, she's just eight years old. <laughs> She was only eight years old, and I'm a monster, so I'm told. And I knew I would get her in the end. Man, Holy fuck! Uh, Jesse Case has a great uh, sketch about that song on his podcast, uh, Jesse versus Cancer, which is such a good show. Dude, Jesse and Case is like one of the, the most amazingly funny dudes yeah. in the world. And the sketch Check out his podcast. Just like they're recording, she was just seventeen, and then they stop, and the band's like, "Wait, what was that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, uh, next one. This is the one I think you might know, but I didn't know it. So, okay. It's me. I, it's me. Whoa. Um, in 1978, this is a guy who, um, I mean, this is a, a guy who dealt with depression his whole life and was open about it in the 70s and 80s when mm-hmm. people really weren't. Um, he got really into cocaine. Throughout the course of his life, he was married six times and had seven children. That sounds um, balanced. He had two heart attacks, a quadruple bypass surgery. Um, and I don't know when those were, but that's what happened across the course of his life. In 1978, he shot up his fourth wife's Buick with a 357 Magnum Jesus. because he was mad she was trying to leave him. The condom? is <laughs> not going to work, man. Also, I know why she's leaving you. <laughs> yeah, Shooting at me? <laughs> I, I, reasons for divorce. Constant gunshots. And then in 1980, he attempted to kill himself by pouring rum all over himself, lighting it on fire, and running down the street covered in flames. Yeah. Which resulted in him not dying, but having a bunch of third-degree burns all over his body. Yeah. I think we know who this is. Yeah. Get some guesses going. Well, who do you think it is? Richard Pryor. That's true. Dude, that guy is like (laughs) insane. (laughs) Yeah. His life is so fucking. I can't believe I I got one. (laughs) Yeah, man. It happens to be in my direct field of work. So maybe that's. Exactly. That's that's why why I thought you would know it. Yeah, that fucking thing about him, like, he told everybody that he freebased because it. It was hard to really admit that, that uh, he attempted to kill himself. Attempted to kill yeah, himself. Yeah, see, I knew the it free, came out later. I, I thought the freebasing thing was what we all still thought. I didn't realize it was known as a suicide attempt. It's only, I think, it's only been kind of recently that that's really, really? Ta- been talked about. That is like, no, he was like so suicidal, and that's what. That it is was. absolutely how a cokehead would try to kill themselves too, <laughs> just like publicly running on fire like there's no more of a call for help than running down the street on fire dude dude that guy i i was like i i don't want to get into specifics but there is a lot of talk about like what is brave comedy right Right. now and i'm like richard Pryor for his first special talked about sucking dick and how much he liked it right (laughs) like yeah uh yeah in the 70s this is that's Truly brave. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's, there's been a ton of brave comedy for forever, since almost the beginning of it. Totally. And I was also thinking about how it's like, I have a friend of mine who, like, did... A, I, I guess my main complaint is, like, I want it to be a con- concise in a lot of ways. It's like, you can, you know, comedy is already kind of inherently brave, like, I guess, by, if public yeah. speaking is something people it's don't... It's scary. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's like, I have a friend who had a bit about, like, having to wear, like, female adult diapers... And like made it funny and like quick and like, but wow. not like not quick, but like a bit, you know. It sure. was like something easily maybe the most embarrassing thing an adult person would admit in front of strangers. Right, is that I'm currently wearing diapers. <laughs> Dude, when I was 14, I had a dream where I had sex with my dad. 
And I tell that <laughs> I talk about that on stage. I always uh, forget about that. It's probably my favorite thing I've ever written, and it's so funny the way that people react. Every now and then, like one time I did it at the Tribal Cafe open mic, and um, and like I don't know if yeah. you don't do stand up in LA, you don't know, but it's like notoriously the worst, yeah, most difficult open mic. There's an open mic every night of the week. We all do it all the time, <laughs> and it's just fucking somehow that venue removes. Sound. Don't you have to buy an item to perform either? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like fucked up like that. But bombing there sounds like there's less laughter than no laughter. It's crazy. And so I did that and literally it was packed in there. And I said the first line, uh, which is, um, I I have a dream book. I have this dream. The book told me uh, the dream means I want to have sex with my dad. A guy stood up in the crowd and goes, what? No, no. <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck that. And people started booing and yelling at me, and I had to leave. <laughs> it was crazy. They were comics, too. I couldn't believe it. Dude. Wow. Yeah. It was because you were wearing a shirt that said, World's Greatest Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I do dad I was humor. wearing my shirt that says, The Future is Male. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. No. Dude, From that's this a, guy. Yeah, that's a really good uh, business model is to make. Uh, people buy items to go be insane on stage. <laughs> it's like, well, our food's not good, so maybe we can charge people to be insane inside of our space. <laughs> maybe that's the way. Our food's exactly. so bad already, insane people are coming in. Let's do that. All right, this next guy at age 21, uh, feeling very down about his career. Uh, <laughs> this guy, 21 years old, in the year 1970. Took handfuls of Nembutal and then washed it down with furniture polish. Oh, whoa. In order to die. And then uh, later told people that when he woke up in the morning, his first thought was, Great, I couldn't even do that right. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that guy's funny. Very depressed person. Yeah, that was Billy Joel. Furniture polish, dude. The piano man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the piano the, man. The piano man killed himself? The piano man did not kill himself, but he did try. <laughs> yeah, it's also funny. If you look up the history of when it happened, I mean, the way that his music career went, 1964, 1965, he joined this this cover band called The Echoes. They changed the name a few times, and then he left the band in 1967 to join a band called The Hassles. With, uh, an, and then, oh, right. Joined a band called The Hassles. Then in 1969 or 70, he and John Small left The Hassles to start their own band, Attila. But then Attila broke up almost immediately because Billy Joel had sex with John Small's wife, (laughs) who he later ended up marrying. Oh, wow. But then after the band broke up because he had sex with John's wife, he tried to die by drinking furniture polish and Nembutal. (laughs) You know, man, these aren't blowing your mind as much as last time. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to create some tension in the Billy Dude, the Joel Princess one. the Princess Diana one fucking That one's blew really my crazy. Mind. And then, yeah, yeah. honestly, Richard Pryor, I've just heard it, you know, so that's For unfair. him, it's the way that he killed himself, tried to kill himself that I thought was fascinating. Billy Joel, I don't know. To me, he's like America's sweetheart. Uh, really? I get yeah. kind of a weird, like, almost Like a darkness. sadness from him. Yeah, I don't know if it's sad. I, I, I don't know if he, you sure he's a good guy. I have no idea if he's a good guy. Yeah, I can't tell with him. Yeah, I mean, he did, you know, fuck his only bandmate's wife. <laughs> yeah, it's like shit like that. And it's also like, you know, it's like if you dissect these lyrics and shit, like Uptown Girl is just like 
that music video is so fucking weird. It's just like, I'm gonna fuck you and I'll be your man. Why are you treating me so poorly? <laughs> like, it's just a small man's complex. Like, oh, the whole wow. song. That's true. Yeah, he's just like, I'm, I'm dirty and you think that's wrong. It's like, well, maybe get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dirty mechanic. I think that about, oh, man, all those, totally. I'm just a man sitting in a corner being sad, and everyone's mean to him. I didn't do anything. Why could, how could I? I don't have any agency. Why, why can't I fuck that Wall Street woman? I just totally. covered in my own jizz and feces. <laughs> Uptown girl, you think you're better than me. What a bitch. <laughs> Come on back here and suck my dick. <laughs> This next one, all right, I don't know if this guy will be surprising to you, but here's the thing. Actually, it was surprising to me, but there's some more to it. All right, anyway. Okay, okay. Um, in 1932, at 31 years old, uh, this guy tried to overdose on pills, and his name is Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you got it back to <laughs> yeah! Whoa, dude. Fuck, dude. Yeah, he's such a racist guy. Yeah. You would think usually you think racist people are confident. Was he like, there's too many Jews in the world. No. I'll just kill myself. Song of the South didn't do anything. <laughs> I was trying to make white people hate black people yeah. more. Shit. I, I'm just like, we were talking about that between the break, just like the weird shit Disney does. And I'm always like, stop being surprised. Like they were founded by like a racist megalomaniacal dude. Yeah. And like, I mean, they've made so many bad decisions and you know. They're evil. Don't ever for a minute be like, oh, well, they make kids' films. So, you know, they probably are chill. Here's the other reason I wanted to do uh, bring up Walt Disney. Um, in 1930, so before the suicide attempt. So definitely Walt Disney had depression and it was bad because suicide was on his mind. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. First, also, <laughs> did you know he was originally the voice of Mickey Mouse early on? Really? Yeah. Oh. And then apparently quickly stopped. Um, Hi, I'm Mickey. Like, I, yeah. I'm Mickey the fucking mouse. <laughs> uh, so in 1930, apparently, he went up to his cartoonist, Floyd Gottfredson, and said, quote, why don't you do a continuity of Mickey trying to commit suicide? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, dude, there's a ton. I had no idea. There's a ton of weird references to suicide in, like, early, like, uh, like Uncle Scrooge comics, I think, and, like, Donald Duck comics. Really? Yeah, it's weird as fuck. Apparently from October 8th to uh, October 20th, back when Mickey Mouse was a serialized comic strip in a bunch of different mm -hmm. uh, newspapers, mm -hmm. I think it was all sort of run by this company called The Syndicate, or maybe they just referred to it as The <laughs> Crime Syndicate. syndicate? Yeah, yeah, The Syndicate. The Syndicate. Uh, yeah, Tony Soprano was their boss. <laughs> um, so Floyd Gottfriedson hey, was the guy. Mickey, we're going to break your fucking ankle. <laughs> I got to go to therapy, so. We're gonna, we're the ducks. Chop, chop. I saw the ducks. <laughs> yeah. And I started You're going to die. <laughs> You're going to die, Tony. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Floyd Gottfriedson was the guy who wrote and drew the cart, the syndicated newspaper comic strips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and apparently Floyd was like, what? You're kidding. <laughs> and then Walt Disney said, no, I'm not kidding. I think you can get a lot of funny stuff out of that. <laughs> and then uh, – well, Floyd Gottfriedson said, gee whiz, Walt, I don't know. What do you think the syndicate will think of it? What do you think the editors will think? And the readers? And then Walt goes, I think it will be funny. Go ahead and do it. And so he did it, and no one complained. That's awesome. No one complained at all. They just 
Let him do it. I love that Walt Disney's sense of humor. Like, if you look at Steamboat Willie, it's like, what is that short really about? It's just Mickey Mouse beating up animals on a boat. Yes. For like 15 minutes. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm going like, to read you. Like, <laughs> like, oh, how am I going to get some drum noises? Well, I'm going to take a hammer and start hitting these turtles. And that's like funny to Walt Disney. <laughs> these suicide comic strips. I'm reading an IO9 article. If you Google IO9 Mickey Mouse suicide, I'm sure you'll find it. But I want to read the. <laughs> So I'm going to read the first two strips to you because um, there are four panel strips. Um, in the first strip, the panel, the first panel says, gosh, it's it's Mickey sitting on the front stoop of his house with his head in his hand saying, gosh, I never thought Minnie would fall for somebody else. I can't believe yet that I saw her kiss that fellow sucker. Wow. My wow. eyes must have deceived me. Next panel, he's looking at people having fun <laughs> in a park and he goes, everybody seems happy. Why does the world have to be down on me? <laughs> Next panel, he's walking by a tree, and he says, Oh, what's the use? She doesn't care for me anymore. What is there to live for? Without Minnie, I might as well end it all. And the last panel of the strip is him in his house grabbing a gun off the wall. <laughs> I started a joke. We started the whole world laughing. And then literally the next strip, which I think you had to wait a week to read, is him sitting in his living room with the with a shotgun propped up on two chairs with a string around the trigger with his face right in the barrel ready to pull it and then a clock goes a cuckoo clock goes off and says cuckoo a bunch and he's like I am crazy and then throws the gun out oh the front door oh my god <laughs> way to bury the lead there Disney dude uh, you kids gotta wait a week uh, Mickey's like shoving the gun in his mouth and he's like tune in next week to find out what happens to your favorite cartoon mouse <laughs> yeah tune in will, will he Mickey, die will Mickey splatter his brains all over Pluto's <laughs> dinner bowl <laughs> uh, how fucked up is it that Mickey owns a fucking dog and his best friend's a dog too that's not right are you telling me Pluto's like <laughs> mentally handicapped I love you try, are you trying <laughs> to tell, tell me, me. you're trying to tell <laughs> Walt Disney you're gonna but, sit there <laughs> I know Pluto I've been following Pluto <laughs> since the start Pluto is a real American sir and you are no Pluto Man, I can't tell you how many times I've had the conversation. So many people have said, like, so what's the deal? Goofy's a dog. Yeah, yeah. But he has a dog? Yeah. It's like if we owned people. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. And then they go, wait, what if we owned people? That would be fucked up. That would be fucked up. <laughs> it's like they haven't even thought dude. about it. Wait, we did. Wait. <laughs> that means so funny. If that like, was bad. One of Walt Disney's early attractions is like, be owned. <laughs> <laughs> the slave experience. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. All right, Floyd, I'm going to need you to make a panel where Mickey owns slaves. <laughs> well, I don't know, Walt. I don't know if people will like that. Just do it. It'll be funny. <laughs> the syndicate didn't complain at all. See, I told you. People thought it was funny. Yeah, that's because we strong-armed them. There's something also that's really crazy about Disney is like uh, Snow White by like today standards, which I think was the first animated feature film, right? Everything's assured up until then. It's released like by today's standards, I think like has outgrossed all of Star Wars and shit. Like it's it just made so much money. It still does. Yeah. And it's like it's also like technologically revolutionary to to even have adults want to go to a feature length animated film. Right. It was crazy. It like won awards. Like it, and it was also like animated in such a super realistic way. Like they just watched um, actual performers and then would like draw scenes over that, you know, to get it like hyper realistic. Wow. And it's like that's like Avatar level. Like you know, yeah. no one's approaching animation like that. 
no. up until then. So that's the one thing of like Disney's psychosis and hyper perfectionism. Like, you know, it makes you also like crazy and sometimes like a virulent racist, but it also <laughs> makes you come up with like truly amazing, like standard breaking, you know, inventions. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's interesting to think too that he like, I mean, this guy put suicide in his work even back then. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is Disney was the original suicide buddy. <laughs> <laughs> they froze his head. Uh, well, that's all I got for this week, Hampton Dude, Yunt. that was amazing. The Princess Die one, I think, is especially, especially to learn, like, this person is so iconic. Dude, the and- beanie baby lady killed herself? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you think of her that way. Wow. Wow, dude. Landmine Sally? <laughs> Is that like Mustang Sally? Yeah, but Landmine Sally. <laughs> She's walking down the street. Landmine Sally. <laughs> <laughs> She's walking on I'm walking That's on so landmines. Funny. Landmine looks like Sally. <laughs> that dude looks like a lady. Dude, this was so, so much fun. Uh, thanks for the great up. Yeah, dude. Thanks for doing it with me. Dude, thank you for doing this podcast with me. <laughs> dude, I love it's you. So, I miss Aristotle so much. Dude, fuck Starburns, man. <laughs> fuck, but not as much as Nerdist, man. Fuck, fuck Nerdist, dude. professionalism. I want to see my cat throw up again. Yeah, dude. Shit, fuck. <laughs> Damn. Um, folks, if you want to support the podcast, buy a shirt at teespring.com or join the Patreon if you want. Or leave us a review on iTunes. No money there. I, I, actually, they charge no you No money there. It costs you, cost you $10 to leave us a review. The ducks. <laughs> Just leave a comment about the ducks. That's a specific reference. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for later. Take care. Thanks for listening to the show. Just a reminder, we joke around on this show a lot because we've thought about suicide a lot, so we're comfortable with it. But if you are right now thinking about suicide, having any suicidal thoughts at all, if you're coming close, we can't urge you enough to talk to a professional. And the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is always there. 1-800-273-TALK. Call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will talk you through it and help you know that you are loved on this earth and you don't need to leave us. Thanks again for listening to the show. See you next time. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.